Alrighty, everybody. Good morning from snowy New York. Week 15 kicking off tonight with the AFC West tilt between the LA Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Wiz, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, getting geared up for the uh, for the game tonight. Uh, I think it will be an offensive uh, game, but uh, I I think you head into uh, first of all you know how much I hate Thursday night football, and now you have to potentially make some decisions around some players as we talk about this particular game where you know it's a little different when you're coming into a Thursday night game whether you can play or not, and you get one team like the Chargers who are who are not going to make the playoffs. And a couple of key players on this team uh, could be a factor in terms of them legitimately being game-time decisions tonight. Uh, I think that definitely is the case when we look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. It looks like Austin Eckler will, in fact, go. But, uh, you know, definite question marks around these players and how to handle those decisions uh, going into your playoff matchup is not something that you want to be contending with. But unfortunately, that is its story right now. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh... I mean, even if Keenan Allen plays, you know, all right, so the Chargers and, they, you know, just just assuming they announce that he's active, you know, you have to start the player. <clears throat> You're dealing with a hamstring. I mean, he could, run, he could run one route and have to come out of the game. I mean, this is very, like, you know, there's never a good time for an injury, but like weeks 14, 15, and 16 really um, – Add to the difficulty of the situation for sure. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, this morning, I, I wake up to a headline and I see Garrett test positive for COVID nineteen, and I say out out for Sunday night football. And I look at that and I was like, oh, the Giants don't have to deal with Miles Garrett this week. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, didn't Miles Garrett actually have COVID already? And sure enough, it ends up being that Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator for the Giants, will uh, will be operating remotely this weekend. Yeah, and more, and what I guess makes the story even more intriguing is the play calling by the Giants or for the Giants against the Browns will be none other than your fan favorite, Freddie Kitchens. (laughs) In a twist of fate, he's calling the plays on Sunday night for the Giants against the team. They gave him the boot. Yeah. So, so I, well, maybe Freddie will be a, a little inspired <laughs> against the I don't against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's a tough situation for the Giants already, with uh, with most likely them being without Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy uh, will be taking the reins tonight. But uh, you know, look, this has become uh, a season between COVID and the rash of injuries that we've kind of seen this year in the NFL. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an obstacle course that everybody's been forced to navigate already. So uh, you know, by now everybody should be very used to it, and uh, the nimbleness will uh, will still be necessary uh, even during the playoffs. Yeah, there's no uh, <clears throat> there's no there's no question about it, and uh, you know you got to remember only one team is getting a bye in each conference this year, and uh, that has taken on some added importance. Uh, you know, uh, all eyes have got to be on that. Saints-Chiefs game is uh, you have the top teams in each conference uh, squaring against, uh, squaring off against each other, hoping to uh, get the bye uh, when the playoffs come. Yeah, we've dealt with this before in seasons past where um, 
teams that have kind of wrapped things up by, you know, potentially week 16, and then they start resting their players, uh, you know, and, and, and I think fantasy owners have had to contend with this a few times where maybe the offensive players from that team will take the field for literally just just a you know a quarter or so. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case this year because there's definitely a lot to still be determined and and those seeds aren't going to be wrapped up. So I think if you're holding players of those teams right now, the likelihood that they're going to be playing in week 16, which is for most leagues your your Super Bowl or your championship, uh, I don't think you're going to have to be de- contending with that sort of thing this year. Yeah, and speaking of playoffs and you know you know trying to get in there. Um, the uh, I guess the, the the very small chance that the Raiders can make the playoffs will hinge on winning at home tonight against the Chargers. So when we segue into the game tonight, the uh, Raiders hosting the Chargers, and uh, I guess let's start off with the uh, you know the betting perspective on the game and uh, the line right now is the Raiders are a three point favorite in the game, and the total is fifty three and a half. So from just a pure betting standpoint, from the side or the under-over, do you have a view on this game? Yeah, I do, I do have a view on this game, um, and, and I like the Raiders this week. Um, these teams know each other very well, being in the same division. Um, you know, the Raiders made a decision uh, this week to, to fire their defensive coordinator. Rod Marinelli, a guy that's been around for a long time, will take over. But, you know, we've seen some very shoddy efforts from from the, Las, uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders on the defensive side of the ball. This team has played pretty well at home this year. Uh, you know, Anthony Lynn has made a lot of questionable decisions as, as the coach of, of, the, of the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert definitely has slowed down here a little bit. I think the fact that, you know, you get some of his offensive weapons nicked up a little. Uh, I think the Raiders come in here, play some inspired football, and, and win this game in, in kind of a decisive fashion. I, I actually like the Raiders a lot in this game. I see this being kind of like a 10-13 point win for the Raiders this week. Uh, over-unders a little trickier, I think, with those offensive players, maybe not not at full strength for the Chargers. But I like the Raiders to win this football game pretty handily this week. Um, you know, may, Maybe it's a little bit emotional because I've always had a, a little bit of a, an attachment. My dad was a Raiders fan. Uh, he was a big jump. John Madden guy, uh, but yeah, I, I like the Raiders in this particular contest. How about yourself? Uh, well, it seems every week I point out a couple of lines that just don't look right to me, and uh, seems everyone I point out, um, it comes to fruition that uh, there's something not quite with the game, and I'm going to pinpoint this game tonight. The Raiders are seven and six at home. They have a small chance they could run the table and certainly finish a 10-6 and six and have a chance to get in against a team that's playing on the road, 4-9. They have no, no motivation as far as playoffs games concerned. Obviously, they're trying to win every single game for their head coach and, and for players to put good tape on film, but this line is is strange to me. You know, I know the Raiders are missing some players, but the Chargers have players, key players on their offense banged up. I have no view on this game, no opinion on this game, but I'm looking at this line and it's three, and it's not that it's even three with the money line that it's like very close to going three and a half. The other way around, it looks like that line could be going to two and a half, and it's right now a solid flat three, it's gone down a little bit. I mean, does the spread not look funny to you, or just that you just think it's too 
struggling teams and they're just giving the home team a three-point advantage. Yeah, and I think that, look, they played each other kind of middle of the season. It was a 31-26 Raiders win, um, a game in which actually David Derek Carr didn't really do a lot in the game, only threw for 165 yards. Justin Herbert did have a big game, as did both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen that game. They were playing that game without Austin Eckler, obviously. Actually, I think it was Kalen Balazs' actually first first game starting for them, and he, he actually ran for 70 yards in that particular contest. Uh, look, the Raiders haven't played very well at all. They got lucky to beat the Jets. We know they got blown out by the Atlanta Falcons a few weeks back. Uh, generally speaking, the Chargers have been in basically every single game that they have played. Uh, and I think the, the the matter is, if you look at the records of these two teams, I think you know the odds makers are looking at that and saying, hey, these teams know each other well. The, the Chargers are probably better than their record. The Raiders are probably worse than their record. And I think that's where you're getting to the spot where uh, you're getting the home, 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 home field advantage in terms of the uh, point spread, though. These days, without fans in the stands, I'm not sure how much of a home, home field advantage there is. Obviously, teams do have to travel. This is not necessarily at a, at a time zone. But look, I just think the Raiders, if they come in healthy, uh, you know, hopefully they, they utilize, you know, they're not going to be with Henry Ruggs, but they utilize guys like Waller and Jacobs in this particular contest. And I think sometimes when you make a change, and we've seen this a few times on, on, on the coaching side, uh, it can make a difference. And, and maybe, you know, th- this, this kick in the ass that the, the Raiders got in, in terms of on the defensive side will maybe make a difference. But like I said, Justin Herbert did have his way with this team the first time they met back, I think it was in week seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I don't have a view on the game. I think there's some stuff to like about both teams, and there's a a fair amount of things not to like about both teams. And, you know, that's why they're both kind of struggling. The Raiders uh, kind of been a disappointment after getting off to a much better start. Uh, and, and you know they're seven and six, and they should have lost that game to the Jets. Uh, so <clears throat> they have not been playing well. But the line looks just a little bit off to me. Uh, I just thought, given the circumstances, the line would be more like four and a half or four. Certainly, the line at like three flat. I don't know. It, it gives me it gives me pause. But I, I have no I have no view on the game. There's n- nothing that I like. I'm just looking from. Um, somebody who's looked over point spreads for a long, long time. And uh, I'm just saying that this one just doesn't feel right or look right to me. But, you know, sometimes it matters. And sometimes, you know, the Raiders will just play a good game and win. We'll, ha- we'll have to see. Uh, let's get into let's get into player props and DraftKings stuff for the game tonight. So from player props, uh, not all of the players are out there uh, because I guess they're – thinking about, you know, potential injuries or who's not going to play. But I guess from what is what is out there, what lines are out there, does anything stand out to you from a player props perspective? Yeah, actually, a bunch of things do. I have f- five different things that do stand out. Some of it kind of feeds back into what you talked about um, I think it was yesterday, actually, you mentioned this particular game. You thought it was going to be a game where the Raiders maybe try to pound the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think Derek Carr's passing uh, passing yards are way too high in this particular ball game, two, 264 and a half. So I, I like the under on that particular one, especially you take away the kind of downfield presence that maybe a Ruggs could give you in a game. I know he hasn't done a lot of that, but it takes away kind of that, a little bit of the dimension of that very long pass. So I like the under for Derek Carr uh, passing yards. And on the flip side, Jacobs at 65 and a half yards rushing. I'm going to take that uh, on the over. 
I also think if anybody's going to catch the ball for the Raiders this week, I think a lot of attention will be placed on Darren Waller. Aguilar seems to have done uh, you know, a very admirable job week in and week out for this team. His over-under is 53.5 on, on yards receiving, so I'm going to take the over on Aguilar for 53.5 yards receiving. And then the last two, you know, if you're telling me that Keenan Allen is nicked up a bit, there is no line on Tyron Johnson because uh, I would have really liked to have played that line, and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the DraftKings part of this. But I think Derek, uh, I think um, uh, Henry, the tight end, uh, Hunter Henry, the tight end for the for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, as well as Eckler's total yards receiving. So it's Eckler 39 and a half yards receiving, and it's Hunter Henry four and a half receptions in this game. If you're telling me there's no Keenan Allen tonight, I think both of those numbers get topped. That's four and a half yards. Uh, so, uh, again, for me, I'm making that Hunter Henry bet contingent on if Keenan Allen plays or not. So if he does not play, I'm taking the over in Hunter Henry receptions. Uh, I'm taking, no matter what, Austin Eckler over 39 and a half yards receiving in this particular game. Interesting. I have a, I have a view on this game from that, not a perspective of um... – of, you know, who's necessarily going to win and who's going to cover or anything like that, but just from a game plan strategy, and which leads me to the player, player props that I like. I just feel, looking at this game, the Raiders are going to do two things. One, they have to keep their defense off the field. <clears throat> and in my opinion, that's going to be a lot of runs, a lot of time of possession and try and keep the ball away from just uh, Herbert and, 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 and really have um, time of possession in their favor in a big way. And the other thing that I think they're going to do is I think they're going to, on the defensive side of the ball, give that back half some really help, some, some help back there and play a very, very soft box. So I'm doing something in this game that's very unusual. I'm playing over rushing yards on all four running backs. Austin Eckler, um, Kellen Bellage, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Booker, just because of the game plan that I think the Raiders are going to um, – use in this game, which I think is going to be when they have the ball, run the ball, and keep their defense off the field. And then when they're on defense, I just think they're going to play with a very, very soft box and be thrilled to let the Chargers run up and down the field. Anything that having these teams throw easy 30, 40, and 50-yard touchdown passes. So I'm going over on all four running backs. And I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, you know, again, it is Thursday. Uh, I think sometimes that does affect the pace of a game that that we see as a result of teams, you know, not having a lot of times to heal from the Sunday action. But I think it's an interesting one. Uh, you know, I, I've got Austin Eckler going in a couple of leagues uh, tonight, so I really need the player to one be healthy and and, and get plenty of action. You know, the one concern I have on Eckler is he has gotten a tremendous amount of usage in his first two weeks back here, and now it's a short week, and he was a little nicked up. So that's my only cause for a little bit of concern there in that, you know, a player coming back from an injury, like I said, the team is not playing for anything. So is he going to touch the ball 20-odd times today? You may not see as much of that. You know, Justin Jackson has come back, so you could see him used a little bit as well as Balazs in this particular game. Yeah, I think uh... – I think you know that that could be the case, but uh, also Justin Jackson just came back, 
So for him to play Sunday and then just have a couple of days rest and then play again on Thursday, I'm not sure how much they're going to use him, or maybe they only used him limited on Sunday because he's going to get more carries. But Belage has been pretty good, and the total on him is, is fairly low. So I, even the backup guys, Booker and Belage, have been pretty good when they've had their chances. And in this type of game, I just feel there's going to be a lot of rushing yards, and uh, you know both teams are going to be playing soft defenses and be happy to let the other team run on them. And I, I think that very well could be the case tonight. Yeah, I think you you, you mentioned uh, about the Raiders' chances for the playoffs, and and they and they looked very good a few weeks back, and they're and they're definitely starting to slip away. I think you have to assume this week the Ravens at eight and five will most likely beat Jacksonville. The Browns at nine and four they play the Giants this week. We know that the Titans and Colts are both nine and four in that division. Uh, and, and, and definitely have the advantage over the Raiders. I, the Raiders' only hope is if, if Miami starts to slow down here uh, going into the end of the season. And, and Miami, by the way, does have a lot of injuries here. Um, so the Raiders have to re- basically win out uh, the way I see it, or at least win three out of the last four games, uh, you know, and it starts this week. They, this is a must-win for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And just look at the you know the, the team you just mentioned. Look how big the, the Colts are a seven foot point favorite over the Texans. The, the 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 Ravens are a massive favorite at home against the Jags. The Titans are a massive favorite at home against the Lions. I mean, it's bye bye for the Raiders if they do not win this game. There's there's no you know way around it. I mean, they lose this game. They, you know, their, their season is over. It, it, it's in, it's, they're on the outside with a win anyhow, but they're, they're definitely gone with a loss. So uh, it just, uh, again, it just goes back to this point spread with the importance of the game for the Raiders. I'm, I'm just like a little surprised at the line, but uh, I don't know. You, you, I guess I guess when you're, you're looking at it, you can't be too confident with the Raiders uh, coming into the game based on what their defense has done. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, when you look, so, you know, uh, I, uh, I, I mentioned, like, so so if you think about it, the Chargers are 4-9. and nine. We know they've lost a lot of games in, in kind of heartbreak fashion. They are the uh, AFC's version of the Atlanta Falcons, right? And if you look at the point differentials between the Raiders, you know, the Raiders between the points they've scored and given up and the same thing with the Chargers, it's basically the same thing. I think the plus the plus minus for the Raiders are even though they're seven and six, they're minus forty, and I think the Chargers are minus sixty. So I don't know that there is that much of a difference between these football teams. Uh, I do know that Anthony Lynn's going to be looking for a new job next year because I think he's shown repeatedly the inability to kind of win these games at the end. It's too bad. He's a he's a good guy and and probably better as a coordinator than a head coach. Uh, but he's definitely lost control in some of these games. And, you know, look, the Raiders spent a lot of money to bring John Gruden back to this team. And, you know, they're, they're not, they've had some very, very weak showings in the last few weeks. This was a team, like I said, that looked like it was definitely heading for the playoffs and now is fighting for its playoff life. I, I mean, I just, just one, one comment about the organizational standpoint. You know, when you look at the duo of, of Gruden and Mike Mayock, you know, you would think like they would hit some home runs with these draft picks and they would get these things right. But I'm going to tell you something. They've been pretty unimpressive so far. I mean, when you watch CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy and certainly Justin Jefferson, you know, I just think like they're, they're three – more refined receivers than than rugs who they who they took with 
well above them. You know, and then they 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 didn't put Lynn Bowden in the right position. I mean, I don't know what they expected of him or what they wanted him to do, but I mean, the Dolphins have figured it out. I know he's listed as a running back. They put him as a wide receiver, and he's you know he wasn't utilized right. And to make that pick on him where they did, and then kind of just give up on him and trade him to the Dolphins, I'm wondering what on earth is going on there. It was that Gruden Mayock combination. It, it it hasn't been as brilliant of a duo as you might have thought, considering their expertise on young players in college football. And uh, I don't know. I think it's been pretty disappointing so far. Yeah, no, I think they did much better last year. I think we talked about this, you know, after the draft. We were very shocked that Henry Ruggs was the first guy to go, and we felt that multiple receivers were stronger than rugs coming into the coming into the, coming into the draft and yeah he's been very disappointing and now he's out for this game with covid you know, i mean i he just has done basically nothing and and you look at what some of those other players have done it, it pales in comparison so a big swing and a miss uh, for the raiders on this one uh, kind of like one of those uh from the heavens, Al Davis kind of giving his advice to uh, the guys on who to take. You know, Al Davis was always a speed guy. Um, you remember Willie Galt back in the day. But, yeah, it's just just not the answer for this particular team at this point in time. And uh, very disappointing on, 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 on that one for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But, yeah, it hasn't been as, you know, the Raiders started off strong, but they – they, they they are not finishing up strong, so we'll see if they can reel off these last three wins. But uh, you know, we'll have to see. So let's get to uh, DraftKings. Who are the uh, guys that you like that are kind of under the radar, sleepers, if you will, uh, that you're going to sprinkle in your lineup tonight? Yeah, Tyron Johnson is in my line. He was in my lineup in the Monday Thursday ones anyway, because uh, I you know I know I know what he did last week, and and Mike Williams coming into this game not, uh, knocked up. Uh, so Tyron Johnson. Definitely in my lineups. I think he's the sleeper guy for, for the Chargers. And on the Raiders side, you know, given that uh, we're not going to have rugs, I think it means, uh, Hunt, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of attention on uh, on Mr. Waller. So I think Hunter Renfro will, will sneak in there and make a bunch of catches in this particular game. So those are two players, you know, got kind of under under the radar guys that I like for the, for these uh, particular teams this week. I think, you know, from a home run standpoint, uh, I had Josh Jacobs in, in a bunch of lineups already before, you know, this is on the Monday, Thursday one. Uh, I, th- I think he's a, he's a slam dunk this week. Uh, and for the Chargers, it's got to be Eckler, right? You know, I, you know he's going to be the guy that's actually going to be out there playing. Uh, he's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball, if you're correct on that. So that's, that's the way I'd go. But I like like, again, on, on, on the surprise side or, or the, the quiet guys, if you will, Johnson and Renfro from each of the teams. Right, interesting. And I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle in Devontae Booker. <clears throat> I think he's going to do something tonight. Um, he has these games every so often where he gets some carries, gets an opportunity, scores a touchdown here or there, has some good rushing yards. So uh, Devontae Booker is going to be my my kind of under-the-radar guy that I'm going to sprinkle in, sprinkle in with the uh, – with the kind of short thing guys in, the, in this game tonight. So uh, that's how I see it. All right, terrific. So that's, that's a wrap-up on, uh, on on our Thursday night football preview. Uh, I don't know when we're going to be coming to you next. But we do have – probably we'll do a show on Saturday morning. 
I got I got some doctor stuff that I got to take care of tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully I'm uh, up up and standing. Uh, plus we got a basketball draft, our first basketball draft tomorrow night. So we're getting ready for that. So Saturday morning we'll probably do a show nice and early uh, so that we can get out there and, and let everybody know uh, our previews for Week 15. We do have two Saturday games this week. Uh, the Denver Broncos and uh, Buffalo Bills and the Carolina Panthers are visiting the Green Bay Packers. So lots of football this weekend. Those are my thoughts, Wiz. Anything uh, further to add? No, sounds good. I hope everything goes well uh, tomorrow for you, and uh, we'll um, talk on Saturday morning. All right, good stuff. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. I wish everybody a very, very good rest of your day, and uh, we'll be digging out from the snow here in the Northeast. And looking forward to some football tonight. We'll see you on Saturday morning. Later.